Welcome to Chronosphere Fiction. This is your Chronosphere pilot, Daniel French, here to thank you for waiting because I know you've waited long enough for this one. That's right. We're flying back to the Generation Z Bubbleverse. Now, I don't know if this part is good or bad, but I have to tell you, this episode ended up being an hour long. I'm actually still working on the second half. I split it into two episodes. So if your favorite character isn't in this one, I'm sorry, but don't worry, because I have all the actors recorded, the next episode's gonna come out right on its heels. There's been some great developments coming up on the Chronosphere. Tell them all about it, Garbanzo. Sure thing, Chief. First of all, we've got a new story coming up called Conceived in Liberty. And with this one, the crew of Chronosphere cast members continues to grow. I don't even know how many of us there are now. At least 20. Daniel Dread 3 is all recorded and waited for editing, so that'll be out soon too. We just got the script for Gafgar and the Eternally Unfurnished Chapter 11. So we'll start recording that right away. We're planning on doing one of Augie Peterson's stories, but we haven't picked which one yet. And at my request, Blake Benlin wrote us a fine spaghetti western old western movie kind of thing that we can't wait to sink our teeth into. And now, strap in for Generation Z, The Summit, Part 1. Living Zone 1, Consular Air Base A, formerly JFK International Airport, Well, here we are. Hmm. No press, no cameras, crowds, anything. Sort of refreshing, don't you think? <laughs> oh, Nathaniel, it's so nice to finally see you. Likewise, Mark. Allow me to be the first to welcome you to the ULZ and Living Zone 1. Well, thank you. Uh, haven't been to these parts of the country in, oh, uh, 110 years or so. <laughs> Superficially, it may seem rather altered. But I dare say the eternal heart of the city beats on. Well, Nathaniel, I'd give you one big symbolic hug. But without reporters on scene, I'm not sure the gesture would resonate. It'd be sort of like a tree falling in the forest with nobody there to hear it. <laughs> Apologies if the lack of fanfare disappoints you. It's just, shall we say, the way we do things here in the ULZ? Cheering mobs and the clicks of shutters that are the fashion elsewhere hardly do justice to the serious business at hand. Agreed. And there's no disappointment whatsoever. As I was telling Ambassador Gorman here, it's a welcome departure from the undead press. 
Everywhere you go, there they are with their cameras and their questions. Never a minute's peace. It's enough to drive you mad. <laughs> well, here we've managed to bring the press to heel, thankfully. Now they serve the national interest. Ambassador, glad to see you again. Mr. Consul? Ah, uh, how rude of me not to introduce my compatriots. Vice Consul Calhoun, whom you may be familiar with. Delighted, Mr. President. Nice to meet you. Dr. Isadora Megan, our new Minister of Public Health and Sciences. A pleasure, Doctor. <laughs> oh, the pleasure's all mine, Mr. President. I've um, been very much looking forward to this. As have we all. And Mr. Larson Smith, my Deputy Chief of Staff. Good to meet you. Ditto. The remainder of my cabinet and members of the consulate regret that they couldn't be here for the traditional tarmac meet-and-greet, if you will, but they're busy at work preparing for the political implications of the summit. Draft agreements, legislative business, you know. Certainly, the nitty-gritty. But in a couple hours, you'll have the chance to meet them, as well as our press corps, who we wanted to kick off the whole affair with a ceremonial banquet. Another habit of the living you'll have to forgive. Televised, a little treat for the people of the ULZ, and an appropriate way to frame the commencement of our momentous negotiations. Sounds lovely. A little pomp and circumstance never hurt. No, not when it comes to molding public opinion. And like you say, business of this significance, of this historical significance, ought to be commemorated. The importance of our doings isn't lost on the people of the UDZ, I can tell you that much. Nor on the people of the ULZ. Perhaps I'm being sentimental, but I truly believe, Nathaniel, that someday the living and the dead will look back on this day as the sort of a new beginning. I think we can safely count on that, my friend. Has all been well with your family? Oh, sure. The girls are back home. Missing the heck out of me already. Good to hear. Next time you'll have to bring them with you. Oh, you bet. Unfortunately, my daughter's had a bit of uh, an ailment lately and can't travel anywhere at the moment. I thought your kind was immune to disease. Oh, yes. Uh, by ailment, I mean infestation. That's, uh, that's one thing you living don't have to trouble yourselves over. Ah, I see. Well, I sincerely hope it clears up. Oh, it will. Nothing to be too concerned about. And you and yours, happy and healthy, I presume? Assuredly. Where are the civilians? I thought they'd be joining you. They're about half an hour behind us. Ah, well, we've provided for their lodgings during their stay, a short walk from here. Larson will be supervising their visit. Oh, he'll be the tour guide, I guess. That's right. I'm the tour guide. He's prepared an extensive itinerary for the next couple days that will give your citizens both a thorough impression of our way of life and an appreciation for our culture. And, of course, we've spared no expense to ensure that their stay here in LZ-1 will be as comfortable as it is memorable. I'm grateful, Nathaniel. No doubt they'll appreciate your immense hospitality and remember it when they return to the UDZ. They may even find our land to be a sort of... Home away from home. Oh, I'm sure of it. I expect they'll be surprised not by how different we are, but about all that unites us. No doubt. Our own citizens will be fascinated by their presence as well, I expect. 
The living, you see, have never shed their spirit of bold curiosity and their insatiable craving for wisdom. I think that's one respect in which our people are similar. We're all humans, after all. Of course, but how tiring the same old wisdom must become after living several lifetimes. And uh, how would you know that, exactly? I don't. I can't know. I just imagined so. I don't think the consul meant any disrespect, Mr. President. I'm aware. No offense taken. I think it's fair to say our peoples have a lot to learn about each other yet. I think you're right. How fortunate, then, that we now endeavor to tear down the walls that separate them. I couldn't agree more. Now, where's this uh, banquet of yours going to take place, Nathaniel? The consular capital at the heart of LZ-1. It's bound to satisfy any appetite for prestige, Mr. President. It's the second tallest building in the ULZ, in fact. Just above the chamber in which the consulate convenes is an exceptionally illustrious ballroom used for state occasions. Everything's prepared. I'm sorry that you and your delegation won't be able to enjoy the food and drink that's been readied. No need to apologize. We've long since abandoned those desires. They're secondary to the, you know, vital aspects of human nature, wouldn't you say? To those that don't need them, indeed. To those who live, it's fundamental. Shall we, Mark? Cars are waiting. Hmm. After you. Very well. You'll have to tell me more about your people and their customs on the way. Fascinating stuff. Um, gladly. Dead Zone 6, Town Hall in the city of Porterville, near the Interzonal Divide. Come in. Mr. Mayor, here's the folks they picked up on the outskirts of town. Ah, uh, yes. So what do we got here, Sheriff? Two zombies... One living. They rushed out of the wilderness onto a mountain road. Almost got themselves run over. The motorist saw that the living girl was wearing a lifeguard uniform and they were coming from the direction of the living zone, so he brought them to me. They didn't resist. Hmm, that's quite something. It gets even stranger, sir. The story they have to tell? Uh, I thought you should hear from them right away. Well, it's certainly not every day that we have refugees coming our way. Am I to understand that's what you are, young lady? Sir, I don't know what that means, but I... We escaped the lifeguard. We had to come here. Some of them were chasing us. They shot me. Look! Hmm. They kidnapped me and a bunch of other zombies. The lifeguard did? Well, some zombies did. They took me from DZ-7 and brought me to the lifeguard with the rest. They used us like slaves. Sam got me out and everybody... That's why they were chasing us. How... Uh, how did you sever your arm? Sam pulled it off to get us out. My, my, that is a fantastical story. It sounds crazy, but it's all true, sir. And you, miss, you escaped with the boy here and the other zombies? Um, not exactly. She's, well, she's my mom. But how can that be? I turned her as a favor. She was dying. Wait a minute, you, 
you deliberately passed on the syndrome. Young man, are you aware of the enormous penalties for that kind Respectfully, of... Respectfully, Mayor Schumacher, if everything they're saying is the truth, there are much bigger concerns. But how can we possibly trust them, Dietz? They appear out of thin air, seeming to have come from the living zone, one of them in uniform. How can we be sure this isn't some kind of botched attempt at espionage? Spying. She's only a girl, Mr. Mayor. Wouldn't desertion be a more logical explanation for her being here? I swear I'm not working with them. I came here to get away from them. Besides, what kind of spy wears their country's uniform? Point taken, Sheriff. But this is a very confusing and delicate situation. We can't throw caution to the wind before reaching any conclusions. Now, um... Samantha. Samantha. I'm not sure if you know this, but legally we're required to return you to the ULZ. No! They tried to kill her! You can't do that! Surely these are extenuating circumstances. If we accept the premises of their presence here. But let's not kid ourselves. It's one hell of a story. Young man, you said your own kind snatched you up and... Yes! Me and tons of others. And they brought us into the mountains. Into the living zone. Mr. Mayor, I don't have to remind you that the whole zone, this county in particular, has been rocked by unsolved disappearances. Investigation into those matters is your business, Sheriff. We stray too far into the realm of conjecture to imagine that the ULZ is behind this, this supposed zombie running operation. I was there, dude. I saw it. How can you tell Excuse me- Excuse me. I can't speak to every soul that's gone missing in this and other zones, but here, we're on the edge of the wilderness, the frontier. Hikers get carried off by wild animals, get lost and stray into the living zone. These things happen. I watched them load trucks of zombies onto our base. They said they came from here. If that's true, then how could we trust you as an accomplice to such deplorable actions? She freed us. Then where are the others? What's happened to the other zombies who were there with you, hmm? Um... Well? They couldn't all get away from the base. Evidently, very few did. Miss, did you witness the events they described? I, well, no, not all of them. I wasn't there. They did chase us, though, some of them. A and I believe my daughter. Of course you do. Mr. Mayor, there are plenty of questions that need answering, but there's got to be some reason, extraordinary as it may be, that these three are here. You believe them, Sheriff? Well, I believe their story is too compelling to just dismiss. Mm. Do you know what kind of scandal it would create? The sort of panic that we would provoke if we accepted their story? If we let them share it with the public prematurely? Well... People would be afraid to leave their houses. Not just that, but it would inspire such mass fear and hatred toward the living as to set the clock back decades on the undead living relations. And if it's untrue, then for what? And if it is true, it is. Well, then you've picked an inopportune time to come forward. I don't suppose you've heard about the summit. The what? President Knox is going to meet the consul in Living Zone 1 on a mission to patch up differences and mend ties and all that. So what? It's important to start telling people now, before it can happen to anyone else. As mayor of this city, it's my duty to preclude any threats to the peace. For that reason, I'm afraid I won't be able to free you from custody not yet. We have to investigate your claims, consult with other jurisdictions, and frankly, I need time to consider how to proceed. These are circumstances that lack precedent to my memory. We have to tread lightly going forward. 
But this is just going to keep happening. They'll keep taking zombies. That's yet to be seen, young man. Dietz, take them away. They're all yours. Yeah, sir, I will. And don't let them spread these rumors to anyone else. Is that clear? <sighs> yes, sir. Please, Mr. Mayor, you have to help you us. You gotta believe us. Come on, kids. It'll be all right. And reattach that boy's arm, if you please. Yes, sir. Clean it up a little bit, too. Later, in a holding cell within the local jail... I can't believe that they're just going to lock us up. They're no better than the lifeguard. Well, not that bad. At least we're safe. And you're alive, Sam. I have to call my dad in DZ-7. He can vouch for me. I thought they'd want to know the things they're doing over there. Me too. It's like they don't even care. It's like they don't want to believe it. What will they do to us? They won't summarily execute us, at least. If they send me back to the living zone, they might as well. They can't do that, can they? No, they wouldn't do that. Not with what happened. But they don't believe us. Maybe they'll, they'll find somebody else who got away or something. There's got to be some way for them to know we're not lying. When they let us out, where will we go? Uh, I guess you guys can stay with my dad and my brother and me for a little while. I don't know. There aren't really any living citizens in the UDZ. Well, there is now. Just one. Mom, how are you feeling? How am I feeling? Um, I'm not really feeling anything. I meant, how are you holding up? Being, you know... Dead? Undead? Whatever you call it. I don't know. Still, I'm, I'm adjusting to it. I'm just glad you're okay, Sam. It can be kind of weird at first, but you'll get used to it. You'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Mom? Yes? Why did you used to tell me all those things about zombies? What things? That they weren't real people... That they were dangerous. Well, th that was just what I was raised to believe. But then you visited a dead zone, remember? You saw they were just people, not monsters. I know. But you kept thinking we were and saying we were? Nick, you've got to understand. I've, I've always been alive my whole life. They were different. My husband was killed by zombies. My brother, my grandfather... I, I just didn't want anything to do with them. With, with you. Well, whatever we are, now you are too. I know. You're not monsters. It was wrong of me. Hey, everything's going to be okay, Mom. I hope. You've been so, so very brave, Samantha. So resourceful. I want you to know I'm proud of you. Thanks, Mom. I'm not sure how I could have raised someone like you. I really owe you one, Sam. I gotta admit... I wasn't sure if I'd ever make it home. You saved both of us. I was just trying to do what's right. And they don't appreciate it. Someone does. <gasps> I'm sorry I have to keep y'all in these conditions. Sam, let me know when you need to eat, drink, or use the lavatory and I'll help you out. Unfortunately, we don't have cells suited for the living. It's okay, I guess. So you believe us? It's tough to imagine why you'd be lying. I've been investigating missing persons cases around here continuously for decades and never any meaningful leads. It's an anomaly. Most folks stopped searching for answers a long time ago. They tend to explain it away like the mayor did or just simply ignore it. But what you shared is fascinating and frightening. We're telling the truth. Oh, I think so. And I'm worried because I don't know how to stop it. Well, now you know what's going on at least. Other people can know. 
But the only proof we have is your testimonies. And no offense, but we've got two kids, one of them a living ex-guardsman, and her recently resurrected non-citizen mother. Convincing people isn't going to be easy without something more. What more can they want? I'm not exactly sure. A photograph, a corroborating witness, but I shouldn't be telling you this. But after a few days here, the mayor plans on transferring you to Embalmer's Field, west of here. He's out of his depth. They've got larger, better equipped facilities to keep you in, and he'd rather the governor decide what to do with you. Do you think he'll believe us? I don't know. He might. And your story's bound to spread once they have to go public with the investigation into your presence. But if you're telling the truth, I think zombies will continue to go missing while they spend a small eternity trying to verify your claims beyond a doubt. You're probably right. But we're going to do all we can. I've got my boys combing our side of the mountains, looking for any other escaped zombies or anything at all of interest. Thank you. Don't thank me yet. I'm not sure how much help I can ultimately be to you, but I can promise I'll do everything in my power to bring the truth to light. And once the truth gets out, they're not going to forget about the people who told it. Whoa, look out, Chief. We got to dodge these meteorites and things. That's not meteorites, Garbanzo. That's the next scene in Generation Z, which will start the next episode. I wish we could fly through it right now, folks, because it is hairy. President Knox is played by Van Riker. Ambassador Gorman and Mayor Schumacher and a couple of zombies and angry crowd people are played by one of our new cast members, Harrison Derbyshire. Welcome aboard, Harrison. Vice Council Calhoun and a couple other zombies and angry crowd members are played by another new cast member, Caitlin Curtis. Welcome aboard, Caitlin. Consul Nathaniel is Blake Benlin. Dr. Megan is played by the great Sarah Golding. Samantha is Deborah Cristobal. Samantha's mom, a.k.a. Mrs. Cooper, is played by Kathy Lieberman. Nick Hobbs is played by Joey Ochoa. Larson Smith and Sheriff Dietz are played by Daniel French. Generation Z is written by Blake Benlin and produced by Daniel French at... Fishbonius Sound Design What's going on with Kevin and Mr. Hobbs? Well, I got news for you. You're going to trip out when you find out who they're hanging out with next episode. Then, Captain Roberts, George, and Lieutenant Ramsey are going to go on a little hunting expedition. And President Knox, Ambassador Gorman, the Consul, Vice Consul Calhoun, and Dr. Megan begin the summit in a grand ballroom. Hey, I want to keep these flights going for you guys, and I want to keep making improvements, so please remember to contribute to the show if you can. A dollar a month? Just one dollar. Heck, thank you. <laughs> but even if you can't, 
You know we love doing this stuff, so we'll be here for you. Well, I better get back to the bridge and produce the next flight for you. Until it's ready, keep your cosmos clean.